and welcome to Gaming Fix episode 271 on June 3rd, 2023. I am your host for the day, Allison, uh, since Audrey is out. I am joined by Pat. Hello. And we have a very, very special guest, uh, Chris Edgerton. Hello. It's good to be back. Yay. I al- it's always good to have you here. I always mean to come back sooner, but then I get so excited about a thing that I insist on coming on and yeah yay no 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 that's good that's what you got to do because uh, i feel like it can be in it can inconvenience people to get them to wake up early on saturday (laughs) yeah right (laughs) i rarely i rarely reach out to people unless it's somebody that's like i don't know that we have like a like a connection to for the first time to bring them on but you're always welcome on so you are yeah seriously like if you if you ever wanted to just like be like I just want to chat uh, you know feel free to come back because absolutely there's a and lot- that's been our episode goodbye everyone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah no there's there's been uh, some some video games uh, I don't have a an intro <sighs> thing like Andre normally does so we'll I guess jump right into it <laughs> and. Uh, one of the reasons that you wanted to be on, Chris, uh, was because of a brand brand new video game release, and that is Street Fighter VI. Yes, I I am a freelance writer. I write for uh, Gamepro.com, and they let me write the review of of Street Fighter VI, and and it was bananas. Like if I can it. If I can get a, a little bit inside baseball uh, with my friends, like they the, they gave us code the same day that the beta dropped, right? So the 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 multiplayer beta comes out, right? And at the same time, I then have access on a, on a different build to the entire character roster, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like this weird thing of like, okay, let me like instead of like playing too many matches in like the multiplayer beta let me get a handle on like all these other these other characters right and and it was just like this sort of bananas thing like i like i i i i knew that i wanted to to buy it but because the the demo had already been out right but i didn't i didn't ever think that i was like gonna get the chance to review it and to be, to be able to do that was just really really crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. It's a good review. Should yeah, go it's it. a, you should go read it. It is it is really I, I, a really great review and uh, convinced me to give it a shot too. So um, there you go. Everybody, give Chris more chances to write the big reviews because he convinces people. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of stuff coming in June, so we'll see. Ooh. Uh, there's there's a lot of video games coming out right now. I'm I'm I feel like I went from being kind of in like a mini gaming slump where I was like not really feeling a lot of things, and then now yeah, suddenly I'm like, and then suddenly I'm like, there's every video game coming out. What's going on? And uh, playing these games makes me realize, oh, it was it wasn't just me. I'm 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 just vibing with these games. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, do you have any specific thoughts about? Street Fighter Six, uh, Chris, since you've been playing it a lot or uh, longer than uh, Pat or I have. 
Uh, yeah, so St- Street Fighter VI is really, really interesting because Street Fighter V came out when? Can somebody fact like 2015? Um, yeah. I want to say. Something like this. Yeah, 2016. Okay. Yep. February 2016. So, in in 2016, right, um, like... It it was time for for Street Fighter Five, right? Like mm-hmm. it 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 eh, words. It had it had been long enough where where people were like, "Hey, we need Street Fighter Five. Like the 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 PS4 is is selling like hotcakes, and Capcom made the decision to make Street Fighter Street Fighter Five a a console exclusive to, to PlayStation, right? Mm-hmm. And Mm-hmm. That that was really like the 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 first step into making into like sort of accidentally making like Street Fighter Five smaller than it was like supposed to be. Like when you think about like the Street Fighter as like probably the most well known fighting game in the world. I don't think that's like an exaggeration. Like I'd say that's probably accurate. I've heard people suggest that um, Mortal Kombat has actually overtaken Street Fighter as being the the biggest, like highest selling fighting game. But also, Street Fighter is a combination of like kind of being that I know Karatek exists. Like, there's other games before it, but Street Fighter is like the real right prototype of the or not prototype, but like. Um, the, the originator of the genre in a lot of ways. It's right. kind of like what I view as like the classic fighting game, you know, where like mm-hmm. I feel like so many game fighting games are kind of defined off of what they do differently from Street Fighter, if that makes sense. Yeah, so like, for sure. Like it's even like Mortal it. Kombat, it's like oh, it's it's kind of grittier, it's more violent and everything. Um, you know, you've got other things, but I feel like Street Fighter is kind of like what defines the fighting game genre in right. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And and so I I set all that up to say basically nothing with Street Fighter V went the way that Capcom wanted it to go. Like, mm-hmm. f- fan reception, like, sales, like, a- anything about, about Street Fighter V that Capcom wanted, they didn't get really at all. Um, and so... Street Street Fighter Six is this interesting thing because it's it's not that people ever stopped caring about about Street Fighter, but but it, but it was kind of you had, you had no idea like what like what this was going to be, and then we we've known about 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 modern controls for a while, and, and there was a, a a tizzy with it within the community because there always is about like. Mm-hmm. Making uh, there's always been this this argument, especially in fighting games, that if you make a game accessible, you will make it worse by proxy because it will dumb it down, which is n- not a not a fair argument at all. And thankfully, Street Fighter Six is, is the game that dis- disproves this completely because they made a modern control scheme that works like much. Much more like a, a a Tekken or a Soul Calibur, and yeah. it, it doesn't like hamper the experience really at all. Yeah, I think I think it's it's tough to 
when those conversations turn into gatekeeping is when it sucks, right? But I also, to some extent, understand the like concern for, look, I've spent a lot of time learning how to play this game, and if you're going to completely change how it functions at a core level, and it's something that I've been playing like my whole life, that right. sucks. Like I get that that argument, but also they figured out a way with the way that the modern controls work where you that doesn't happen um you can st- it, there is no and it's also tough because like with something like a souls game it's particularly stupid to give a shit how other people play it because it's a single player game yeah there's like invades and stuff it's a single player game though um whereas street fighter i can t- i can kind of understand a like i don't agree with it to be clear but i can kind of understand somebody coming at it from like, well, I don't want to show up to a tournament and I've put all this time into learning the game. And then somebody just shows up and they spend an afternoon learning a a new control scheme and it plays the game for them. It's a stupid argument. It's obviously not what's going to happen, but like because of the competitive nature, you see how somebody gets there in their, in their mind. But instead what they did was make the controls um, pretty similar to something like a dragon ball fighters or a guilty gear. That's how the modern controls work or even like a smash um, mm-hmm. because you get those three buttons for light, medium, heavy instead of three buttons for light, medium, heavy punch and three buttons for light, medium, heavy kick, and then you have a super button, so you don't have to do complicated inputs. Yeah, um, and which, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, which is kind of go ahead, Alice. What, oh, sorry, uh, which is kind of what convinced me to play mm-hmm. it is just because I mean, like I, I've always been kind of interested in in a fighting games, but they've always felt so um, like kind of out of reach for me um, yeah. just because I'm like, oh, I don't know if I necessarily want to spend um, so much time memorizing button inputs or memorizing various things. And I've enjoyed playing fighting games. I mean, like, I mean, like a, this kind of casual type thing for Smash or going to an arcade and playing a, a Street Fighter or something like that is it's fun. But here I was like, okay, this feels like it's a way for me to kind of like put my toe into the water of fighting games and you know yeah what actually makes fighting games fun having learned i spent you know people listen know but i spent like a bunch of time last year finally trying to like break the barrier and get in and um and i'm at least you know very mediocre now at guilty gear but not like i win games I, i i i'll like go online and you know i win around half the time which is all I ask for when I play competitive games, I like to win around half the time. Um, and uh, what what you find out is that when there when you when you figure out how to get in, it's not really about doing big combos. That's like a skill for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game, the interesting thing about fighting games is much more the mind game and the the strategy that you're that you're deploying. And now with these controls, they don't just make it more accessible. They make it more approachable without reducing the depth or complexity of all of that stuff, uh, which I think is just very, very, very cool and hopefully opens the the genre up to even more people because it is just so much fun when you start to like get in and it starts clicking and then you start watching it and like like watching Combo Breaker, I guess it was last weekend, um, was just like, oh my God, this is, it was such a, so sick and so it's just very exciting that this is kind of bringing more people into that community i think yeah um 
the 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 biggest thing for me that I I hope Street Fighter never ever loses this now is the drive gauge. The drive gauge is so good. It's such a smart system, um, because it one it gives everyone armor. Which if you, if you've never played a a, a a fighting game before, you don't know what armor is. Armor is is basically it allows you to like you take damage for a hit. But the hit still goes all the way through, so that so that you can like finish what you're doing, mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's a really difficult like m- mechanic to understand. But it's like sort of critical to like getting in on that deeper level was like understanding that like moves do certain things, right? So by by having a a a ah words a a universal button. That gives everyone in the cast armor, right? You, you then immediately knock down that barrier because now everyone who plays this game is going to understand what armor is at mm-hmm. some level, and it's just well, a- and they they do a really good job of of introducing a control scheme that is more approachable and accessible, and then combining that with really good tutorialization that helps you to understand like there is a basic tutorial and then there is a set of guides that are about general you know all character application it talks it talks about stuff like you're talking about like it talks about armor it talks about what a cross-up is it talks about um what uh why you would use different tools in different situations and then each character has their own set of guides that are about like here's how you play this character and here's how you use their abilities in different scenarios so it really does go out of its way to try to make it as uh, approachable as possible. I think, uh, which is, which is really, really, really cool, and just just adds to it and helps with the the making it easy to get into. Yeah, yeah I think it it it's pretty specifically it was like here, um, you know, here here's. Uh, ways that you can do kind of like some counters and very kind of basic stuff even in like the most basic tutorial where it kind of shows you it's like it's very very simplified and it's not necessarily coming close to any of the like high level play but kind of showing you okay you have to be thinking about oh if a uh, somebody gets you into the corner they're probably going to try and do this move so you can probably like aim for this counter and then you know kind of start thinking about that kind of higher level thought process and mm-hmm. um I, I i thought that was that was interesting that they put that up right away but also in in kind of an approachable sense yeah yeah have have, uh, have either of you gotten to, to to play much of the of the world tour mode that's I've what i was gonna a little ask bit of it yeah i i I actually, I'm. I think I'm liking it more than other people are. I will see how far that goes, but it yeah. feels like a very beginner-friendly type of mode because it it starts you out with very few um, abilities and very few things to do with, and so you kind of have to work your way up in a in a lot of ways. So, uh, I, I've I've enjoyed the little bit that I've played it so far. All right, and. Uh, the- that is really sort of my my only complaint is that I think it it just goes a little bit too slow, right? Yeah. The 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 the, 
the mechanic that we just talked about, the drive gauge, you can't earn that in World Tour until you get to, like, Chapter 5, which, depending on how many of the... So the 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 crux of of world tour mode is you're in like a an open world city or what is supposed to be an open world city um and you're you're able to just fight the NPCs you're able to literally walk up and say hey do you want to fight and they're like yes I want to fight um and you just fight them and they give you RPG style rewards you get like money and items from them and it's it works well enough on its own, right? But 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 just the the pace at which it progresses is so slow that I, that I would just rather go learn the eighteen characters that are in the cast as opposed to sort of slowly build out this like fantasy character because it's like it's very WWE style in that like you're making your character have all the, like, special moves that you want to by picking all, all of the other special moves from all the characters that you eventually meet along the story. Yeah, I think I... I, I can definitely see how it would be slow for especially people who've actually played these games before. I, I, I would, you know, totally understand that. For me, as, as like, a complete newbie to fighting games that aren't something like Smash. Uh, I kind of like it just because it feel. I feel like I've, I've played a little bit of other modes, just kind of the classic um, arcade type stuff. And uh, I, I, sometimes I'm, I'm playing this and I'm like, I am a little bit overwhelmed with how many things that you can do and how many ways that you can move. And um, I, I was playing a bit of uh, arcade mode this morning and... Uh, just got completely wrecked by the level uh five and six and um uh npcs so uh cpu characters so i'm like oh i should probably play a little bit more of this world tour and just like get a better <laughs> well, feel for for what it's plays. worth i played a arcade with luke just because i was like all right i'll play a little yeah. bit of luke the dude's vibes i just am not he's not he's not my guy but, i low-key like uh, luke <laughs> No, that's fair. I'm not. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I think him, but he's like, just very funny. Like very like, very like. I don't know. He's uh, oh, for sure. Yes, he is. And that's uh, what I, like I wish him it. the best. Just to be on a different room than me. Um, I wish him the but, best. Oh, uh, but 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 he. I did his five stage arcade yeah. battle and um and and. The Ryu fight in that I did lose. I dropped to, to okay. the first time, so don't feel too no. bad. Thank you. That <laughs> um, makes me feel a lot better because I was like, "Am I just really bad?" Because I was like fighting. I got. I was playing normal, and then I got up to Ryu, and I was like, "Okay, this is fine." Those first two battles, like, we're we're okay. And then I got to Ryu, and I was like, "Why am I dying so bad?" Y so yeah. Well, this this the sort of nice thing is if you if you do start to lose enough in arcade mode, it will eventually knock the CPU level down. So if you just keep yeah, going, it it'll did. But I was I I was like I felt a little bit bummed because I was like, oh, I'm doing a lot better in this ring match, and then you look and you go, oh, okay, I see why I'm doing a lot better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah i haven't touched world tour mode i played like the very beginning of it in the beta or in the demo 
Um, so I kind of get the gist and I think it's awesome that it exists. I don't know how much time I'm going to spend on it because I'm definitely in it now for learning some characters and going online and getting and starting to kind of get into it there. Um, but I think it's cool conceptually and I'm glad that they did something different than just the, frankly, I'm like kind of tired of the Mortal Kombat system of, you know, movie that occasionally swings around and you do a fight. I get why people like that so much, but that, that story system doesn't really do a lot for me anymore. So I think it's cool that they're doing something different with, uh, with, with street fighter. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I think between the fact that they have, that they have, um, like world tour plus arcade. So you can still get the arcade style, uh, story. Like, Mm -hmm. um, in, in, um, in uh, Zangief story, it's actually uh, funny because you you end up his his final boss is uh, Marissa uh, because she puts out a a, a a flyer and and Zangief thinks it's for like a wrestling partner, but she actually wants a husband. Right, and so he—that's very and, funny. And so, yeah. so he goes all the, all around the world, and they fight. And she's like, "Okay, we should get married now." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And it's like very, it's very cute and very yeah. funny. Pardon. Um, yeah, I thought we were going to fight here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. No, it's yeah. um, it's very very interesting. I r- initially really wanted to go with with Zangief, but his. His level one super ability is explicitly an anti-air, which means that they have to be in the air for it to connect at all, which just is is not going to happen really, like, ever. Like, not not ever, but, like, you have to hold it for so long for it to, like, work that it's, like, not worth it, generally. Yeah, I'm. I am currently. Um, I like Lily. She's cool. I haven't started playing as Kimberly in the game yet. I play as her in the beta. Um, but Lily's kind of who I've been getting the hang of. Um, it's interesting how it, this. It's still approach more approachable and, and accessible than it ever has been. But it's interesting that uh, this game the combo timing windows are so much tighter than guilty gear. Right. Um, yeah. That, that, that's, um, that's one thing I, I was noticing, especially in like, in, uh, like training is that they expect you to hit it perfectly in a way that like, if you're in a match, like people are not, are not blocking that, that tightly. Like they're, it depends. It depends on, I've definitely run into scenarios where guilty gear will tell me that I didn't do a combo and I'm like, well, okay, but that kind of timing would have been fine if I had been fighting someone. And then when it mm. happens in a match, if someone's holding back to right, block that's, that's and they fair. get that, that's fair, that two frame gap, it still counts. But at the same time, you're also not wrong. There's there's a lot of stuff that you could definitely get away with in a match against somebody that you can't in the training, which is probably for for the better because yeah. I I get that training wants you to be perfect. That's fine. Um, yeah. All that it serves the purpose of doing is getting making you better at the game. So it's not like you're really like gated in any way by your ability to complete it. Yeah, but, it, uh, it, it it it's actually funny that like pre the pre release people were 
were complaining that like auto combo is going to ruin the game and actually the auto combos are like technically harder for me to pull off because you have to hold down the uh, the trigger button and then like push the push the input that you're doing as opposed to just like double tapping any attack button for like a two hit combo and like backing up and doing it again the thing that's cool that you learn though is that you know, yeah, if you want to win Evo, you're going to have to know how to do combos. But if you just want to have a good time, it's not like combos are core to that. It's not, you can, you can play in like, you know, the iron, silver, gold level and have fun without knowing or being able to do a bunch of combos. Right. Um, yeah. So that, that I think is, is helpful. And I, and, um, I, and I think it speaks to a, how many people are, are, playing this game at launch, but also be like how okay the, 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 the matchmaking is right now that like generally all of most of my matches have been fine. There hasn't really been a situation uh, where like, well, clearly this guy has like 25 years of experience on me and is like just perfect, perfecting me both rounds. Like it's generally pretty even. Usually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited to do some online play at some point. I just don't feel confident enough because the pace of it is very different than Guilty Gear, and my brain is so wired for that at this point. Um, and uh, but I, I want to get to a place where I'm playing both of them because I would really like to be able to enter tournaments for both of them. Uh, it's very easy to find opportunities to play Street Fighter Six in a live environment, especially if you live in a city. Right. Like, oh, for there's sure. like. I could be playing three nights a week for sure, uh, with people in person. Um, and so it's that, that would be cool. Guilty gear is not, you could find people to play strive with in Seattle for sure, but it's not like quite as the scene is not quite as developed as the street fighter scene just by the nature of those games. And there's also still an, an, uh, like, I think it's interesting cause it's two things, but one, it is funny that like, in the past, getting into Street Fighter was always so hard for me because I would look at the characters and I would be like, I don't know what's going on. But now, having played a bunch of Guilty Gear, I pull up the Street Fighter character move lists and I'm like, oh, right, these characters have like five moves. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, versus Guilty Gear where, you know, some there are characters that are simpler. The character I play only really has like three, three or four, it only has like four special moves that I do regularly. But some of the characters in Guilty Gear have like, huge scrolling page of different stuff they can do mm. um which is just not the case here which is fine because it's just just because it's less complicated doesn't make it less deep um but uh but the the interesting thing is that there's still this perception i think with guilty gear that it's like crazy impossible to get into um versus something like this uh but it is funny that a lot of the like timing windows and stuff in Street Fighter feel harsher than they are in Guilty Gear. And even like inputs for the specials, you get a lot more leeway in Guilty Gear with when you time your button press. With Street Fighter, I feel like I really have to be on it. Like, no, that press has to happen as soon as I hit the final directional input to do the move. Um, yeah, there, which is, is interesting. The, there are still there are still a lot of edge cases where where what I'm trying to do is is hit neutral special and I'll hit forward special instead. Um but that's yeah. That's more like 
me and the controller and and like my hands specifically that I just need to like work around. But it's like fine. It's like good, you know. Like, look, I mean, dragon punches are still kind of a pain to do. It's no, there's no doubt about that. Which is the like, you don't have to do it if you play on modern control mode, which is good. But that's the like forward down, forward right uh, input where it's like you're kind of like going like that that that, and it's like a Z almost, and yeah. that's still a hard input to do. And I'm playing on classic because I'm playing on a fight stick, so classic just kind of feels a little bit better to me. Yeah, um, ha- ha- like because because I know they made a big a big deal about like oh well you can like change change these controls to make the menus work better on. On a fight stick, have you found that troublesome at all? Fine. I mean, you can't. It's hard to use in like World Tour, um, because you, there's no camera control on the fight stick, so uh, that that's not great. You could probably work out a solution. I could like emulate it so that the touchpad on I have a PS4 and five fight stick, so it has a touchpad on it. I could probably emulate it so that it that controls the camera, but I'm not even that interested in World Tour mode, so whatever. Um, the one thing that I will pick on it for, but this is a problem Guilty Gear has too, is it always shows Xbox buttons and my stick has PlayStation mm. notation on it. But it doesn't really, one, I could change that because I could just take out the panel, like the, the it's just art. It's just like right. a piece of paper. So I could take, and, and they're designed so you can put your own custom stuff in there. So I could definitely just print an Xbox layout and put it in there. And on top of that, even more, you just don't, you get over it. You just learn like what yeah. the buttons are. Yeah. Um, and then in game and in combo lists and stuff, it's, I have it set so that it's not showing console buttons. It's showing light, medium, heavy punch, light, medium, heavy kick. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's, that's fine once you get, once you get there, but it can be a little bit of a pain when you're playing something like the world tour mode and it's like, you know, press the back button or the share button or whatever to, to, um, get to the menus and my stick already A doesn't have that B it doesn't have a button in a place where that would be on a controller because it's a stick Um, and so is it the touchpad that they want me to press is it the share button on the PlayStation thing it's so yeah that can be a little irritating but it's it's not a big deal yeah it, it's a uh, it, it it'll be really interesting and like I'm um, I'm excited for the the DLC because like again like brand new to Street Fighter like all of these characters are are new to me. I have no like no sort of like understanding of of anyone who who might show up here. So it's all it's all really Yeah, I don't the people want Sakura, people want um I've heard Jeff Gersman's calls for Hassan um, I don't know enough of the characters to really have an opinion. I, I I know the basics. They got they got Chun Li, they got Ken and Ryu, they got Cammy. Those are the the ones that I I guess yeah, care about. Uh, Giles um, in there too. The, yeah. Um, but uh, but I dig the new characters. I think they're sweet. I think Kimberly's really cool. I think the Lily's really cool. So yeah, they're all, they're all they all seem neat, and it's it's a it's a cool variety. So I'm I'm excited to. Kind of jump in and play a little bit more. Yeah, we should. Lily uh, freaks me out a little bit, only because p- people need to get over it if they have like issues with her being a teenager that wears shorts. I they 
she's she's not and i mean from like the creepy dude perspective right. there i've seen it's like she looks like a normal like 15 year old girl she's not like right. <laughs> like just calm down like, a little bit. you're the weirdo if you're if you're like this right. freaks me out like maybe try not being a creep but um the oh, thing that a is, lot of people could learn that. Yeah, <laughs> the thing that is uh, that 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 weirds me out a little bit is that she like does not her mannerisms and like the way she talks to people is not at all in line with like a fifteen year old. Instead, she's like, and I think it's probably a cool thing and intentional. But she's she'll she's basically like walks up and you're like, oh this this uh, this 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 young girl, I'm about to fight her, and then she's like. I'm gonna kick your fucking ass, you loser! And she doesn't say fucking, but uh, I wish she did. Her voice lines, her voice lines are just like I'm just like Jesus. I didn't. You're definitely not. Uh, Note to self: Learn how to play Lily because like, I love talk that. Talk down. I'm exaggerating, but she like she always feels like she's talking down to people, which I think is funny. From I'm still wrapping my head around that from a from from a perspective of. Or being a like a literal child <laughs> it's a uh, but uh she's awesome it's just it it's just really exciting like i'm uh, i'm excited to to be on the ground floor and to like have a have a to finally have like a full understanding so i can actually like watch tournaments and understand like what's actually happening oh it's uh, it's oh, so yeah. hard um they seem really fun once you actually understand yeah. the the stuff yeah there's so much crossover too, so just you'll be able to watch like Guilty Gear, for example. And even if you don't understand what a Roman cancel is or what a, a drive burst is, like you still at least can grasp what they're doing. Like, oh, that looks like a super from Street Fighter. Oh, that looks like an overdrive move mm. from you know from Street Fighter and and stuff. So, um, it's nice because you can kind of you can enjoy it all even with just some foundational stuff. Uh, and yeah, DreamHack Dallas is, I have the stream up right now. It's it's this weekend. Uh, um, it's got your Street Fighter Six and you got your Guilty Gear Strive going on. One, one tiny thing I want to, I want to say about it because I didn't get a chance to mention it in the review because it, it sort of obviously now wasn't in the review guide was that there is some side, some sort of battle pass, coming i they haven't like put it out yet but like i assume that that's coming like monday probably i would assume or something uh, I, I don't know um yeah i don't i'm not that i don't care that much one of the things i actually like about guilty gear and i don't i'm just choosing not to really care about it with street fighter is it's really nice that guilty gear is just like the game they put out new characters right. and i have like season passes for characters but there's no like, oh, I got to play with this much by this day so I can get this right. daily done and da 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 da. It just doesn't have any of that. It's like you go in and you play the game. Um, and so I'm probably going to pretty aggressively ignore all of that stuff in Street. I did buy the edition that comes with the Battle Pass, but uh, I'm, I'm not really that worried about it because I don't know. I don't need a bunch of cosmetics for characters yeah, they already uh, look cool. Ho ho hopefully it's like it's it's more about play than it is about winning because I feel like if it's 
too much about winning that would kind of suck yeah there's i definitely had a weekly that involved winning and i had the same reaction of like ugh, i don't want to have yeah, to it's grind wins to get experience points on the battle pass but like you um, expect me to be good for this battle pass mm, not but i i don't know i just i don't think that cosmetics matter significantly in this yeah, game right so. i i i mean some of them are are neat but also it's like, I, I don't know, the characters themselves as their kind of base forms are already really cool. So And there's alternate skins you can get from yeah. play, using the in-game currency that you get. And so, and not that much of it. It's not a big grind. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm not too, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. It feels like there's already a lot of content in, in the game so that it doesn't yeah. feel like it's necessarily holding anything back really i mean i just bought the most the most basic version of the game since i you know i'm brand yeah. new i don't know how much i'm gonna play it but yeah um, yeah but yeah it, it didn't feel like oh you're clearly holding you know no, a lot back no. for it's it's a lot of it is just prepaying for a small discount stuff that you right. can just buy like it that's right. what the you're getting right. the battle pass you're getting the character pass the character pass is something i do care about because i want the characters when they come out but right um yeah Yep, it's a good game. I'm excited to learn more of it. If I hadn't another game that we're going to talk about, if I hadn't been <laughs> deep in its brawl, I would have played a lot more Street Fighter. I think, but I w- am going to play a lot more Street Fighter over time. So there's, there's so many, so many games. Um, Chris, do you have anything else you'd want to add about Street Fighter? No, I, I, I think we covered it. We covered it pretty well, and we should get some some lobbies set up for like one one night know, a week I, or something. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. We were doing that for a while with uh, some folks from Super GG for Guilty Gear, and I think it would be good to get a fighting game night back in, in style. Because um, uh, especially if we do it like at a time when Andre can play, it's it makes it, which I think we were playing on like Thursdays or something. We were, we were playing on a weeknight, I think, uh, and Andre was able to to join so yeah that would be and would be uh n- netcode seems pretty okay i i oh yeah i, I haven't um like tested it across like continents or anything as far as i know but generally uh, seems pretty okay i'm a big fan of a uh, youtuber named Rufelmonger. uh highly recommend his videos to both of you if you're interested in like some tutorial stuff to like some some um guide stuff advice he has a really good video already for street fighter he always puts these out that's like how do i pick a main and he goes over like different characters and and why you might want to play them over other ones. Anyway, he's in like kind of middle of nowhere Canada, and um, he reviewed. He doesn't normally do game reviews, but he he was invited to review Street Fighter Six by Capcom, and um, he said he was playing people really far away, like in England and Europe and stuff, because of where he is in Canada, and it was great. Like it was. Yeah, all, that's like, good. Perfect, flawless. Good. So. It, it's really just you. You said it. You said it last week on the pod, or Andre said it last week on the on the podcast. But it's just, it's really just still amazing that any of this works at all. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. magic every time you do it. Yeah. Um, because it it's it's pretty flawless, and uh, Guilty Gear has already been, you know, nine and a half out of ten matches that I play are flawless, and Street Fighter seems even better than Guilty Gear's netcode, uh, which is just so awesome. Um, yep. It's getting to the point where you could almost do, like, I'm sure they do, stream tournaments that are not even local, like, that are online. Oh, I'm sure I, I, I'm sure that'll be, be huge with this game. There's an entire tournament, like, feature where I'm mm-hmm. sure that, like, people are going are gonna to find ways to, like, spectate tournaments. and It's going to be great. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, good game. Yeah, well, that's really cool. Um, Pat, you mentioned another game that you're playing that just came out. Uh, how are you feeling about Diablo 4? Well, I've played... Uh, there's no way to look easily because it's, it's on Battle.net, not Steam. So I can't see the amount of hours that I've played, but I'm going to guess I've played around 12 to 15 hours of Diablo 4 since it came out. Uh, not even 40, 36 hours ago. <laughs> I, I have uh, played uh, seven hours. Uh, m more like six because because of just idle time and just taking breaks and things sure. like that. But um, yeah, it's... It's, uh, it's good. <laughs> uh, that is, it is a good, it is a good Diablo. Um, it's, it's, I am a big fan of Diablo 1. I really love that game. Um, Diablo 2 never clicked for me, but like I get it. It's, it's, it's cool. Diablo 3, I don't particularly like. Um, I played a fair, I mean, I played through the story and I did a season where I kind of went through the seasonal journey stuff and I don't know. I just, it never really worked for me. Um, on any didn't really work on any level really i don't like how the character progression works i don't like how character builds work i don't really like how the loot works i don't i am one of those people who thinks that it looks a little too colorful and cartoony i'm not one of the people that says that that alone ruins the game or whatever but you know it, it, the visuals never really clicked for me uh, i think the story in diablo 3 is pretty bad uh so I, that game just never I get why people got into the console version because it is better on a controller, but I don't know. Um, but Diablo 4 starters, it has the controller support right up front um, in the, the the beginning, like um, on PC and it's cross-play and, you know, it's it's like one unified game. And then they just, it's just a total rework of all the stuff they were doing in Diablo 3. And I think it it's it's like a incredible game um it's like uh it's an open world now sort of semi open world it's not like not a tears of the kingdom style open world it's not like you're like if you mm -hmm. see it you can go there but it's a big huge overworld map that you're or, oh like top level map that you're running around and it's still um like uh kind of co corridors within that map um but it it feels cool to be on this larger open map and feel like you're traversing a world and stuff, which is something I never really got from older Diablo games. Um, and then there's just the amount of content packed into this game. Like, you're running around and there's world events happening, there's plenty of enemies to fight on the open world, there's side quests to go do in addition to the story quests, and then there's dungeons that you go into that are really cool, kind of handmade, but also there's a lot of them. Um that can take like 20 minutes to do there's cellars, which are like little one room dungeons. that have just something interesting that is inside. Um, there are um, like later on in the game, you have like world bosses. Once you finish the story that can crop up that you go fight with other players. There are strongholds, which are like really tough encounters in the open world part that you can run into other players to do. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, tons of stuff to do in the game and the classes all feel like really 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 good and um the 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 story is actually super engaging i finished act one of five and it's 
really good. <laughs> um, at first, I was like, oh, this is sick. And then middle of Act 1, I was like, well, it's still a video game. It's nothing special. And it still is a video game, and it's not on par with like a great fantasy novel or anything. But still, the way that the Act 1 story wraps is like pretty good. Um, definitely closer to The Witcher than to like Diablo 3 or something. I think there's, um, so, there's, yeah. there's something about the isometric perspective that like sort of disconnects me from the story a little bit. Like I, like I want to be into it, but it's like the, it's too, it's like literally too far away and too removed for me to like, I think that when you finish act one, I hear, I see what you're saying. I think maybe when you finish act one, you'll, it'll get, it'll, it'll, some of that will be kind of, you'll feel better about it. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause there's a little more stuff in at the, near the end of act one where the, it zooms in and it's closer up to the stuff that's happening, but without cutting to a cutscene. Um, and it's still stuff that your character is doing and involved in. Uh, that's more than just talking. Right. Um, so I think, I think that'll probably help. Because I see what you're saying, and I around six seven hours in, you're probably like halfway through Act One, I would think. Yeah, um, I I would. I just did a did a thing where the the main boss lady shows up, and you have to go into a tomb and kill this person's mother, right? Or like, yeah. So right around there, I was kind of like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm I was I was definitely not as like the story starts it's really strong. I don't want to spoil it for people cuz the beginning is is clever and 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 good. Um but then what you're talking about by around there I was kind of like, yeah, maybe the story is just going to kind of be there to see, but at least not as annoying as D4. But the next thing you do after that is pretty awesome and then the way that it wraps up. Um you're probably like three quarters of the way through the first act. The way it wraps up is, is really cool. Yeah. Um, what class are you playing? I'm, I'm playing rogue just because that was the closest to demon hunter, which is the only, uh, a- a- analog that I had. And so it, it, it was just kind of one of those things again, like, like part of, part of my job is like a, 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 a games journalist. It's like, just, well, pick this game up and, and figure it out and write guides and like, so I just didn't, I didn't really have time to like think about which one I was doing. It was more just like, okay, go so I can get into the game. I, 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 yeah. And I picked Rogue and that's what I. One of the things that I like a lot about this game versus D3 is that the the classes in Diablo 3 are very like, flashy is the wrong word, but it's like, oh, you're there. They. They tried to give the classes a lot of personality, but actually what I want out of these games is to like, just give me kind of a piece of shit. Just give me like kind of a, give me a person who spawns into the world in rags with a couple of knives. And that's how I want to start. By the time we fin- we're finished, yeah, I'm going to have like sick looking armor. I'm going to be a powerhouse. But like when I start out, I want it to be very, I just want to be like a basic kind of archetypical character. And I think that they did that really well here. Um, I have a, I've been playing a druid primarily. I'm about, I think I'm like level 39 on my druid. Um, yeah, to put it, to put it in perspective, I'm like level 14, 15 right now. 
Yeah. So. The druid is super cool. I'm playing a shape-shifting druid. So I started out and I was doing all bear-based stuff. So I would transform into a bear for all my abilities. And then I found a piece of armor that changed one of my bear abilities into a wolf ability. Oh, so like, nice. Which is very cool. And so then I was... And it did a thing where... It does a thing where when you use that ability, any poisoned enemies get immobilized. So the wolf abilities have poison. There's an ability called rabies where you can spread poison to different um, different enemies. So I switched it up and for a while I was trying a a bear and wolf build where you, you have a passive skill that gives you buffs at the times that you're a bear you get buffs and then when you switch to a wolf you get buffs and then the gameplay is like keeping the buffs up by switching back and forth. Um, that was really fun. I also tried last night and I'm going to stick with it for a little bit. Uh, all wolf build but that uses this bear skill that my item has turned into a wolf skill. Um, and uh, it's really cool. Um, and I've been super, super enjoying that. What's so cool, though, to me about it is I've now played with three different builds that are all focused on shapeshifting. But druids can also do like storm magic. I haven't even touched that. So you could build your druid to be like a storm storm druid. You could build your druid to be an earth druid because they do earth magic. So like a lot of different ways that you can spec your character uh and within each class um each class also has a unique mechanic that they unlock for tweaking the character like necromancers can make golems once they unlock the the ability to do that and um uh the barbarians get weapon mastery so they go down like a weapon mastery tree um and druids get spirit boons from different, um, like, nature spirits. Uh, so there's just a ton of different ways you can build your character and the way that the loot interacts with the skills. Like, I have um, pet wolves. I kept that ability, even though it's not a shape change ability, because I have gear that levels it up to 8 out of 5. So, like, the skill is, like, over-leveled <laughs> above the cap. That's, and it's, that's so, so cool. I, yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, um, so let, let me. Are you playing on World Tier One or Two? Uh, it depends. Usually, I play on one when I'm solo. Um, but depends on the kind of content that I'm doing. I like World Tier Two more generally. Um, but it's not. It it can be a lot when you're doing World Tier One and trying to do like public events by yourself or. Uh, like I did a stronghold by myself, which was a bad time. Even on World Tier One, uh, I kept I died like six times doing it. Right. So, so I think uh-huh. I think my my thing right now is I'm probably gonna like like get get done doing this podcast and then knock it down to World Tier One. Get to like level forty or fifty. Like just 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 get there. Get get all the abilities and then move it back up to two because it's like yeah. What's nice about the world tiers is one, they're not necessarily they're not difficulty levels in terms of playing at this difficulty level means you have to be better at the mechanical part of the game. Like I could be wrong. I suspect that you would be able to play at world tier five and not feel like it's asking too much of you from like a dexterity perspective. Right. Um, but but I also just mean from like an attention because like I'm yeah th- so like my closest 
thing thing that I really got into with this uh, genre is like Marvel heroes, which is not mm-hmm. yeah like this. It is playing at, at Diablo. It is like trying to get there, but in terms of like stuff that you need to pay attention to, it is like, like not the same sort of thing. Yeah, and um, the the world tiers. What they do is they make one enemies just have more health and do more damage. Um, so there's the simple math part of it, but then also when you get up to like the higher tiers, they enemies have more stuff in their spell books, so they do more stuff. Uh, and they and and it becomes harder to to because it's also like well now this enemy that I used to just not really have a problem with they have an attack where they poison me. So now I got to like think about that in my build and my strategy because it's, you know, it's an action RPG. There is a dodge button, but you're also not like the point of the game is not to play it like a Dark Souls where you're constantly rolling and trying to get out of things away. You're going to get hit sometimes. Um, And so learning how to deal with uh, and mitigate the kinds of damage you're going to run into is really important for the higher difficulty tiers. Um, but you know, they reward you for it too. It's, it's, um, world tier two, the rewards feel a little less than special because it's just like more XP and gold. Right. Um, once you get into like world tier three, which unlocks after you finish the story, uh, you can get higher tiers of loot and stuff like that. So, uh, I'm very excited to finish the story because I'm enjoying the story a lot, but so much of the game actually happens after you finish the story and, and I'm excited. To do, get into do, do you happen to know stuff. when the, when the battle pass unlocks? It's in mid to late July. That's all we know. Okay. It's so not for a while. So, 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 so it's not even a, okay. Cause, so yeah. I, cause I bought the, the hundred dollar version. Cause I'm like, wow, 20, 20 levels on, on the battle pass. Like, let, let me grab that because that'll be like really g- good. That'll help me get like, early game stuff and just not paying attention not even realizing that it's like not even here yet and it's like it doesn't it, even it's going to launch alongside season one so the way that the content in this game is going to function right now we're kind of in like a preseason state and all the characters you make right now are what's called are in what's called the endless realm which basically just means standard so they'll be around forever you can play them for years and kind of develop them um in mid to late july seasons are going to start hitting and the seasons are qu- uh, quarterly after that and they they run um for like you know three months um and they're going to come with a battle pass they're going to come with theming so the theme they've hinted at for season one is zombies um Mm -hmm. and so you know who knows what that means i'm guessing it'll mean something like there's going to be enemies that come back to life after you kill them the first time um but the seasons add new mechanics like that that kind of tweak the gameplay they add legendary armor sets for each class so there are sets that and there's going to be multiple for each class each season and there are sets that like modify abilities and kind of tweak you to play a certain way that maybe you haven't in the past meta wise and then they have a battle pass with a bunch of cosmetic rewards and then they'll also have what's called a season journey that you don't have to pay for that will have a bunch of cosmetic rewards and the season journey is like a set of objectives to complete over the course of the season and the season journey is hard to finish not hard and in like a you have to play a lot to finish it right in um, a uh what, what, what is the thing in destiny that where they send you a, a a shirt if you do it like yeah it's it's not quite like that because i think it's a little bit more like you just got to play a bunch versus the destiny thing being like you got to figure stuff out right um 
but uh but but still yeah that's that those season things and then the way it works is you make a new character at the start of every season and then at the end of the season that character gets right. uh gets shifted that's changed to a standard character um but my understanding what they've said is that you only have to you only have to beat the story one time once you beat the campaign once you can skip it with all subsequent characters including season characters if you want to right you can play it if you want to too but um, you can just kind of jump right into the grind if you want to uh, of end game content from level one with your season character. Uh, and we'll see. See how that actually works. Because it keeps saying things are unlocked for characters in this realm, which is the standard realm. And I'm not convinced that when the season realm releases, all that stuff will carry over to that. But Right. And and, and, and who knows how how bug... I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like day one of, of season launch. Oh, actually half the stuff is broken. Well, if, even if it's not broken, it's just like, no, we didn't mean you still have to do it each season, just only once per season or something. Right. Uh, on that note, I will say uh, it took them 23 years, but Blizzard has finally released a video game that is primarily played online with other people. And not that you have to, but well, you do have to play it online. You don't have to play it with other people. And it just works. It's got there's been some server hiccups right. in terms so, of like I. I, performance but so i think that, that that this is because of staggered release and this is why like pe- people sort of sort of e- even in the in the industry talk about well why do we do these like staggered releases where you can pay for it early and i think the the honest to god answer is like to to get it out of the way to like get the to to get the 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 infrastructure actually like usable because I, I, I think, I think if it was everybody go on, on Tuesday, we would see a, we would see a bigger, a a bigger line, but you're right. Like this was basically like 10 minutes at the start. Right. And and then like nothing pretty much like, yeah, it's been good. I've been impressed. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, it, it has crashed for me two times when I've tried to alt tab. Hmm. Um, so I will say that. And um, like I said, there's the way that the game handles latency. It appears that your game client is lagging really bad when there's like, it looks like it's, it stutters. It looks like it's visual, like hardware um, lag when you hit network lag, hmm. but it's not because um, it, 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 the stuttering is because of network issues. It's, it has to do with the way they stitch the areas together and how servers work. That's interesting. Um, but but it's good most of the time. It's just it gets choppy sometimes in cities and stuff when there's lots of people around. Yeah, it, it's totally playable. It um it also passes what I call the bathroom break test, which is like, can I get down and like go to the bathroom and then like come back and and still and still be logged in and like generally yes. Which yeah, is yeah nice. it does have an eventual logout timer, but I was surprised at how long it is. It's like ten or fifteen minutes at least yeah. um, of of idle time, and you can always. I don't know. I guess not if you if it logs you out, but um, those games there's even though there's no pause, you can town portal from anywhere, and you'll have a portal right back to where you were. Yeah, so, so you can always just kind of portal to town, then come back uh, when you're when you're ready to go uh, did you did, yeah i i yeah did 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 you find the like skill tree ui to be like really annoying at first like i it took me 
about an hour to like really understand what was going on there. Like I can see why you'd say that. I think it works out to be good. I noticed this when I was playing with my partner last night. Um, I made a rogue to play with her and what I, the reason I think it's good is I think they should have the ability to change how it looks, but when you're first starting, it's good because it just focuses on the basics. Like you only see it's very zoomed in and then it kind of like is a progressive track like a ladder down to the end. Yeah. And um, it's helpful to not overwhelm people by putting like just those basic attack skills at the top. And then you scroll down and go, oh, now I can do this. Oh, now I can do this. Uh, but I can see why you would say that because it is a little, um, it's 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 zoomed in really tight and it doesn't have this, you're used to those things kind of being like landscape and filling the screen. Right. And, and, you, and you can't, everything you, you can't, you can't use the D-pad. You have to use the stick to get, get around it so you're like winding the stick in like a a a zigzag staircase motion to like yeah yeah um my my biggest problem was right 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 in the beginning um i was putting points into passives and not realizing that like you you had to go down to the next tree to like get the next active ability and it and it was like yeah um but again like see that like that's also a, a a a, a a me problem because I did I did pick up this game very late. I didn't try to like get into like any of the betas or any of the the server slam stuff. Like I could have I could have taken the opportunity to get that out of the way, but it was just very sort of jarring that first like hour. Or so it was like yeah. I mean, they should still you shouldn't have to play the betas and stuff to be able to to grasp it. So it I think it's still on them to make that accessible. But um the the um, what was I going to say? I think it's good that they introduce that stuff slowly. And oh, the big thing that's bad about the skill tree thing, and this one I will say they need to like change it, is to refund. It's pretty easy to reset your skills, um, then which is good. Uh, but to at least on controller to refund a single point in a skill, like if you just want to go. Oh, instead of spending this here, I want to spend it here. You have to hold down the square button on a PlayStation controller anyway yep. over the 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 skill. Cool. Fine. To refund all of your skills, you just tap the button, the square button. Yeah, that's, that doesn't so that like, doesn't make sense. Like it's like um one it seems like it should be flipped. Like, <laughs> like they, and, and 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 I'm not gonna say that they did a, like a like a bad job with accessibility because I think I th- I think a lot of the stuff that they had added, like even just the 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 default like 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 shade your character when you're like hidden from view so you can actually see like wh- where you are when you're like behind a a tree or, or a rock or whatever. It's like really 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 good, right? Like I I. I think like a lot a, a lot of the work that they've they've done to like to 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 like make this game like visually accessible and like and like subtitles and like text and all that but I I genuinely don't think that they that they looked at like UI UX good enough because like some of the stuff here just doesn't make sense and they, and they can I, fix it and maybe they they don't even necessarily have to but it's just it's so interesting when you look at like oh they focused really hard on like this area and then didn't have enough time to like get over here and fix and fix this yeah generally i'm pretty okay with the ui but i'm also playing it back and forth which i think it's much more fun to play when on a controller but i um 
I switch back and forth between keyboard and mouse and controller. So sometimes just to do the menus, I'll, I'll, I'll grab my mouse. Uh, so it's a little, are, are you, a, a little more into Are you able to, to, to rebind the, con- I, I'll, I'll, I'll have to look and see, um, if you can, I don't know, uh, uh, rebind like the, the basic buttons because like healing is on L1 and I keep mixing up he- up healing and like, Secondary skill is on R one, and I I think I need to change that to like a to like a different button assume, or something. And I assume yeah, I, I assume can. you can remap them because you can remap the keyboard controls. So I would assume that they let you remap the the um the controller controls too. Uh, I would be surprised if they didn't. Yeah, I'm I'm like oh why am I dying? And it's like oh because I'm wasting. I, I'm wasting health potions, not popping my poison skill that I have on R1. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah. 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 Um, but I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's... Uh, I think it's a really well-made game, generally, and I'm excited for, like, the kind of long-term support of it. Um, they've already talked about, you know, you can expect larger expansions in the future in addition to these seasonal drops of of some stuff uh and i think it is i think it strikes the perfect balance between like mmo and not mmo for me uh to kind of slot in alongside destiny and and be a game that i play along with that yeah so yeah cool yeah no it definitely sounds like a a game i'm sure we'll be hearing more about and uh interesting game for sure i think it's one of those games that i wouldn't tell people to rush out and spend 100 bucks on it if you're not sure you like it but when it starts to come when 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 sales start to happen and you can get it for 30 40 bucks i think it's a pretty easy recommend for everybody to give it a shot yeah, uh, yeah definitely something that i'd i'd be interested in i i, I don't I, there's just too many games right now to for sure you yeah, know and, and i would do it and it's not really i wouldn't push th- anybody to to buy it unless you know it's your kind of your thing or if you have to play it for work uh yeah. <laughs> um but uh but but it is good enough i think that if you're curious about it at all you'll really you really have a good time with it um the one thing <laughs> it is pretty dark this time around it is not mm. uh diablo 3 was very like oh deckard kane and he does the magic spell and the angel falls down and uh <laughs> very like kind of like i don't know i feel like I don't like to use the term that it's like Disney-fied as a derogatory thing because I like Disney stuff. Right. <laughs> um, but it's like definitely very... Diablo 3 felt very teen-rated to me, even though I think it technically wasn't. Diablo 4 is is fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the things that are happening is fucked up, and it's not quite to Mortal Kombat levels of, of blood and gore, but it's not that far off. And it's and, and the difference is it's not doing it in a funny way. It's doing it in a shit's bad man <laughs> things aren't going well for for this world right now uh so yeah it's 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 a little rough uh from that perspective so um it's not what i would call a wholesome game let's put it that way <laughs> yeah no definitely not. <laughs> gotcha. it's not offensive either i don't think there's anything in it that's like problematic in the in the the way that it portrays that stuff but it is it is uh, uh it is violent Sounds good. Yeah, well, it's uh, not necessarily a wholesome game, but uh, tran- uh, transition over to my stuff. Where mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. played We Love Katamari Reroll, or I just started playing it, rather. Um, so this is That's the- a wholesome game. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said it's not necessarily no. a wholesome game. Oh, trans. Oh, sorry. I I, I probably said it wrong. I, I'm transitioning no, no, I from a not very yeah. wholesome game to a much more wholesome game, which yeah. is We Love Katamari Reroll, which is the uh, remaster slash remake, mostly remaster of the second Katamari Damashi game. Um, which uh, I actually never played the original. Um, I was a big, big fan of the first game in the series, but for whatever reason, I just never picked up the second one. So I, I'm very excited to keep playing this because it's uh, so far uh, a very fun um, continuation. Uh, so I think this is the... I know that... Um, Kita Takahashi, he only worked on the first couple of games, so I think this is the last one he worked on. I'm not, not that entirely right. sure. Um, I know that he specifically uh, did not really want to do a sequel, but then they are like, well, we'll ma- we're making a sequel. Do you want to be a part of it or no? And he is like, well, I guess I'll be a part of it. But I think that this, this sequel does um, feel justified um and i think all of them are justified really but it because it's it's such a fun concept of of rolling up all these things and it, it just if it, it's a incredibly satisfying game um mm-hmm. but then i uh the we love katamari is, is a fun goes in some fun places i mean it's still like a very light story but it's basically in the same universe as the Katamari Damacy universe, but uh, also uh, the video game exists, and you're play, um, playing as the prince, uh, again, who is uh, ruling stuff up on behalf of, of his king, the king of all cosmos, but it's basically on behalf of fans of the game who are like, we like, we love the King of All Cosmos, we love Katamari Damacy, make us, we want to see this thing, and then it keeps going more. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's kind of a cute little, um, meta-narrative about people, about the kind of unexpected fandom of Katamari, but then also, uh, mostly giving an excuse for a little bit more uh, of story of the Katamari. Um, mm-hmm. It also has a little bit of the uh, backstory of the King of All Cosmos, which you can play um, as him as well in in his past. It's oh, that's it's, cool. It's still pretty light. You know, it's not necessarily trying for like a deep deep story. Well, it's but... those games are more the story in them is more like entertaining bits of writing right. rather it's, than it's... being like a plot. Exactly, and I feel I feel like that that this does that very well, where it's choosing to go very like self-referential in terms of being all out there and weird, which works in its favor. Um, mm-hmm. It continues to be, uh, you know, pretty much the same kind of gameplay. If you've played any of the Katamaris, uh, there are some fun levels too uh one um uh kind of a, a little bit more variety in in the kind of uh objectives like for example playing 
there's one level I have to go back to because I was so st- stupid bad at it, where it's it's in the backstory of the King of All Cosmos, where you ha- you're going back to school to pick up the musical instruments you forgot one day, but the school is full of ghosts now, and you specifically <laughs> cannot touch any of the ghosts, uh, and you're just like... It's very good. What is going on with this video game? But then there's also other one where you're trying to come up with the biggest Katamari, but also uh, the uh, end of the le- ending of the level is when you uh, light this bonfire for the rest of for the people. So you obviously can't go in water as the fire Katamari because you'll go out. Uh, I was trying not to, and then I got you know, backed up into it by some sort of uh, collision, and then they just start ragging on you. They're like, you idiot. Like, hmm. you can't put a Katamari in water, you dumbass. That's like, really funny. You're, and I'm like, I understand. But also I just picked up a bunch of fire extinguishers, so I don't know what this logic is. Um, but so it's, it's just like a lot of very kind of silly things. Um uh, of of note, you can't pick up people while you're on fire because I guess they decided that would be too grim. So, um, fair, which is fair. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, oh, interesting. You can't pick up people, but yeah, it's 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 it's, it's kind of more of the same. But it's also I, I think it does make some interesting decisions and uh, goes fun places. And it's uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I just love Katamari, so I'm, I'm yeah. Just, I feel like. Katamari is kind of like it's like Peggle or something. Where like, who cares if it's the same thing over again? If it's just more levels, yeah, it's like right. like Tetris. It's like you're gonna really yeah. get mad at another Tetris game. It's Tetris, like yeah, it's Katamari. And I think like, that it it does some fun stuff with what it, what the systems are, and like you don't want Katamari to be necessarily uh like a different game because it's it's Katamari. So, yeah, you know what? I am gonna buy this video game because I like this. I like Katamari. <laughs> for well, for me, there's something. I mean, about the whole process of rolling it up that is like very relaxing and kind of soothing, especially with the soundtrack, which is as always excellent. So I I tend to play these games when I'm kind of stressed out and just you know need something kind of to relax with. And so that's one of the things that I think Katamari Damashi is perfect for because um I I've played um the original a lot for those types of things especially once the reroll came out um there's the Katamari Forever which was on PlayStation 3 and uh I played it mostly on PlayStation 3 and 4 uh and those are it's, it's it's mostly a um, compilation of previous levels, so I I actually recognize some of the levels in We Love Katamari from Katamari Forever, but it's just very I, I don't know very relaxing to me, and yeah. I I love the soundtrack too. I um was very I decided not to go for the um, deluxe edition of We Love Katamari. Which mostly has a, a a soundtrack or additional tracks, and then I was like, oh well, I can listen to those online. And now I'm kind of like, 
don't know. The extra songs are really good songs. So <laughs> I, they have a, it's a very good, like one of my favorite. If, if you ask me for my favorite video game OST, it might just be Katamari Damacy. So I have sure. a, probably just go back and play the original Katamari Damacy re-roll because I haven't. Very good game. Yeah, I, I played the original, original Katamari Damacy, like, you know, when yeah. it was originally Re- out, but... Um, Reroll is basically, is, is, it's like, it's it's remasters from modern stuff, but it's very much just the original game, that's but fine. I think yeah, that's fine. I think it's, it's like... 20 years since I played the original game almost, right. so... <laughs> but, but I mean, I think that's, that, that's, that shows just how um, well it's aged. You know, it's it's a game where I feel like it still has the appeal that it did twenty years ago, which is which is really cool. Um, so I I'm very happy that uh, we love Katamari is is doing well, and uh, I'm you know I know that Keita Takahashi is not really interested in doing much more. He tends to want to, I think, uh, always kind of do something new and something different, which I understand, mm-hmm. and I I appreciate that. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I love Katamari. So. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I've not really been into the other stuff he's done. I respect yeah. it, but he yeah. just doesn't do the same stuff. From just, me too, just me too. I like, the, I like the idea of that, where it's like, okay, he wants to, you know, kind of continually be... Uh, trying something new, trying something interesting, and I, I I respect that, especially since you need to have somebody, um, you know, to make the next Katamari, even if it's not if it's a very different game, but have that kind of same. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like I just like Katamari, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I I I'm very happy that I bought the re-roll version and i am excited to play more levels and go back because also i feel like um it's it's very replayable to all those levels so um yeah that's we love katamari the new version that just came out yesterday uh and uh pat just uh, i don't know if we need to talk much about it but this is the first time we've been on the cast since uh Tears of the Kingdom is out. Yeah. Uh, I talked about it with Andre some last week. I, you know, it's a, an incredible game. Um, it's hard to, (laughs) to, 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 to to even like touch on how good it is. Uh, it's a game I'm going to play in the background for a long time. I'm definitely not rushing through it. Um, Yeah. I, (laughs) well, I just realized I was, I just checked the other day to see, um, my playtime. Currently, my Switch says it's 75 hours, and uh, I have beat two of the main four dungeons, so I'm like, I'm taking my time, <laughs> and yeah. I, it, I think that's it, that's, it's a very good game for that, so it's... Uh, yeah. I think what we need to... I think we need to... I'm with Mike Drucker. I think we need to divert. The Koroks are fine. I think they could use a bit of a lesson in, you know, bootstraps. Like, come on, like pack your bag better if you're having a problem, (laughs) but that's their fault. It's not, it's not 
it's no one's fault but their own. There's a lot of wheels um, lying around. Just make like a wheelie bag or something. Exactly. Like there's I I but but I think that ultimately they are pretty harmless. The real problem in Hyrule is that fucker Addison oh my and God, his like... brown nosing. Like, look, I'll take your money. I'll do the job. I'll I'll prop the sign up and take your money. But that guy <laughs> is where most of our ire should be directed because. And the way he like the sniveling way when you tell him, and it's so funny when you tell him to let go of the sign and there's nothing holding it up and the sign falls over and then he has a little fucking meltdown about it. Oh, yeah. that guy's a <laughs> that guy's a real piece of shit. <laughs> and, and, and every every so often, it's it's you 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 think you have it and you go, oh, actually, you know, I missed something. Uh, I I know how to fix it. You, you just want to be like, calm the fuck down like you get it up get the sign back up and i will i will do that but like take take five seconds to be chill for for once yeah yeah exactly and like could you move look there's a flat place you could put the sign that would be easier for me to construct Mm. a thing to hold it up like (laughs) 30 feet to your left. Why but are you're you insisting building it on, the most on putting it terrain? Yeah, you're <laughs> insisting it on putting it on a hill. Maybe your president guy isn't such a great leader if he's not teaching you like basic fucking physics about how to put a sign in. It's yeah. Yeah. That guy I really enjoy those puzzles. They're incredibly that's every I time I run puzzles. into him. Yeah, every time I run into him, I'm like, hell yeah, let's build some shit. But I also think that guy is a, it's just a little <laughs> fucking loser <laughs> in a funny build, way like fun like little scaffolds and you're like i and then it doesn't move a goddamn itch and you feel very sa- it's very satisfying when you build a really good solution to that puzzle and you're just like look at that it did it's so completely stable there's there's no there, it doesn't even wiggle at all and uh but also you're right he like Dude, you you can figure it out yourself, but yeah, I've uh, I'm I'm just uh, continually loving this game, and yeah. uh, it's 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 just very fun to wander around, and then suddenly you see something interesting, and and fa- and go, oh, okay, here's a new thing to open up. I, I think it does the open world mess of it oh, pretty perfectly. I. I think that it is firmly planted as my favorite open world game. Like I'd say that's pretty probably, much without question. It's it's I I think does the kind of concept the whole you know kind of concept of open world the best where you can just where you're just wandering around you're gliding around somewhere and then you see something interesting and you go see it and then oh this is going to open up a whole new thing it always pays off yeah yeah well the other day i was like oh this what's that on the ground i don't know i'm and then i floated over to it and it was a uh lionel with like a zebra print and it fucked me up oh yeah it was so hard well that's the one thing I was like, oh, no. One thing I've really enjoyed personally about it is I think that it is a really good argument or a really good example of ways that and and I think like Elden Ring does a good job of this, too, although with Elden Ring, it's harder to access the tools. It does a really good job of like Tears the Kingdom doesn't have difficulty settings, but based on how you choose to engage with it, you can definitely 
make it harder or less hard difficult for yourself. And I really like that, like, it can be pretty fucked hard. You can also not do it when the thing that is fucked hard, you can go, uh, I'm going to go get a, do a bunch of shrines first and get a lot of Oh, help. yeah. I, and then I, it makes it less punishing, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I died several times to this stupid fucking Lionel who was, like... Like, I have a lot of hearts. I, I have a lot of health. And it was still, like... I have like 15 hearts and it and like very upgraded armor and one attack would take out 12 of those hearts and I'm like Jesus. what the fuck are you doing to me I'm like <laughs> right cuz I'm like I have so many hearts I I've upgraded this armor like three times with the fairy fountains so I'm like okay I'm in a pretty good spot yeah. for things not being hard and then this one like fucked me up you have to build yourself an Ava Gellion. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I, but um, yeah, I build myself a full-on mech for the for to fight yeah. this. But yeah, no, I, I I think it does a really good job of of. There's certain times where I see a a Korok and I'm like, I'll help you someday. I just really don't feel like it right now. <laughs> but it, but it's like, there, there's so many times where you can just choose what you want to do at the time. Oh. And that's trying, how I'm trying to play, is just like, do I feel like finding some stuff in the depths? Sure, I'm just going to go down and explore for a bit. Do I yeah. feel like doing some shrines? Sure, I'm going to go find shrines. Do I feel like side quests? Yeah. So it, it, I think it does a really good job of, um, if you play it exactly the way you want to play it um yep. of yep. Uh, yeah just a uh, hell of a video game really well made really well done um and uh in a in a sense i mean i don't think that they're going to announce a new switch this year uh, i am not among that group but I do think this will probably be the last Zelda game on Switch. Probably based, this this generation I mean, of Switch, and um, I'd be shocked if there was another one. Knocked it out of the park, as far as I'm concerned. I think it, yeah. they, they they nailed it. I mean, I don't I don't know how. I don't know what game. It's hard to talk. I have a hard time talking about like service games in the context of like greatest games because it just feels because it's so much about how they're supported over the long term and at this mm -hmm. point how they're supported forever so it's you know my point being i'm really diablo 4 is a five out of five game for me for sure but like i don't see anything supplanting tears of the kingdom in my mind for <laughs> my favorite game of the since really the the like outer wilds disco elysium year it, um, it's gonna it's, be it's hard just so for good. me I, I, for me to, like, something would have to come out that was, like, abs like absurd, like it's, game-changing, to for me to, for anything to be better than Tears of the Kingdom. I'm still really excited. I'm really excited for Starfield still. I know that some people think that's dangerous, but, like, I know that Starfield is, and I'm really excited for Alan Wake 2. I know that Starfield and Alan Wake 2, I will probably enjoy them. And but I also know that it is functional it is pretty much impossible for me to think that either of those even from where we're at now, 
for me to think of either of those games as being better than Tears of the Kingdom because I know what those games are conceptually, and there's just no way that I would like either of that what they're doing more than what Tears of the Kingdom is doing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so yeah, I, I was just thinking about it like the sequel to one of my favorite games of, of the past few years, Octopath Traveler 2, just came out, and I mean it's really fantastic, but I, I also it's like almost been completely supplanted by Tears of the Kingdom in my mind of terms yeah. of like 2023 in games. So yeah, it's, it is a perfect it's, Tears of the Kingdom is borderline perfect. Yeah, I get yes. that. The, it would be nice if the performance was just a smidge better. But yeah. even me, a performance guy, I'm fine with it. It's fine. It's not it's not impacting my experience in any way to play it with, uh, at 30 frames a second. Yeah, it's I, I think it feels like they are using the switch to its like the pure like they're using every part of the switch i i mean like they are yeah. they are doing everything that they can with the switch as a console in terms of performance and in terms of graphics and everything so um I, yeah i'm interested to see i it'd be nice to see more games like this. I mean, I mean, it's done like remarkably well um, in terms of sales. So oh, I'm, I'm as hopeful expect, yeah, yeah. as expected. But um, here's something you know. I can say with uh, clarity and 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 no caveats. It is by and this is coming from someone who has come around on really liking their Switch. You know, I really like um, a lot of stuff that I've I've got. On it now. I liked the last Pokemon game a lot, even though it was kind of a train wreck. Um, it was kind of. But I still need to finish my Pokemon. I am not a Switch hater <laughs> anymore, and I will say that Tears of the Kingdom is by wide margin leaps and bounds the best Switch game <laughs> that has been made. <laughs> you know, for me, I might agree with you. <laughs> like, yeah. I, uh, I, and I'm I, counting. I'm counting ports. I'm counting anything that has come out on Switch. You know, I am like trying to think of something else. Like, like the only games that are coming to mind are like wildly different than like Tears Outer of Wilds is out on Switch, and that is my favorite video game. But as I understand it, it's just not quite as. Like the performance there is a little sticky. Um, that makes so, sense. I, I, yeah, uh, I, 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 I feel like unless you were like the one person who had some sort of like life changing experience with like Fire Emblem Three Houses, like I don't see how you could dispute that. You know. I I love Fire Emblem. Yeah, it's good. But, I like Fire but, Emblem Three Houses too. See, I I'm. I I'm a Nintendo apologist, so there's a lot of Switch games that I like, and there's a lot of Switch experiences that I uh, really love. But also, Tears of the Kingdom is kind of perfect. I haven't finished it, but Xenoblade Chronicles is a oh, phenomenal game yeah. too. I love I, I love it. Oh, and I'm God, excited to, to someday play two and three because <laughs> one know. is one is a to, fantastic video game. I um, need to go back and actually go through that entire series. I there but it's are, not Tears of the Kingdom. It's not, <laughs> it's not even close. Um. I, I mentioned this in, in our podcast group chat, but I'm like, should I just play every Zelda game? <laughs> because it, like, actually, I, Tears of the Kingdom, for whatever reason, is making me, like, what if I got, like, into Zelda lore? It <laughs> has more, yeah, well, it has more, I think Breath of the Wild is a, I mean, I think Breath of the Wild is one of the best games ever made, too. So, I, uh, don't, I, so it's well, a great game. But Breath of the Wild doesn't really, it's not in conversation with previous Zelda games, really. Um in a way in the way that Tears of the Kingdom is. Tears of yeah. the Kingdom is much more 
it has much more to say about previous Zelda games than Breath of the Wild did. Breath of the Wild was the Zelda was the Zelda team saying, "What if we made an open world game?" And then they did a good job. Um, whereas Tears of the Kingdom feels like, "What if we made an open world game, Zelda?" Uh, in a way that the, the last game didn't. So I think that that it it does. It does make you feel things about the franchise in a way that the last game did. Yeah, and, and it's, it's good to know that I'm not the only one where I'm playing this, and I'm like, like, like. I mean, I played a fair number of Zelda games when I was younger, but for some reason, I'm just like playing this, and I'm like, is is Zelda Zelda is good, like you know? Um, but it's uh, it's it, the the thing that's interesting about Breath of the Wild is like I I was a very big Breath of the Wild supporter. I've played a lot of Breath of the Wild never actually finished it um actually now i'm like actually more motivated to finish tears of the kingdom than i ever was with breath of the wild but um the thing that's interesting is that i feel like it's it's kind of incredible just how it's improved upon breath of the wild in like every single way yeah I mean, part of that's too, because the Breath of the Wild powers, I realize what it is. The one thing I don't like about Breath of the Wild is I don't really care about the powers. I don't find them interesting, personally. They're okay. Um, Yeah. Uh, But the powers set in Tears of the Kingdom fucking rules. So I connect with it really hard. And the building elements are like, even if it didn't have the building stuff and it just had the, the powers for puzzle solving, I would still be super hot on it but the building stuff is just like icing on the cake mm. um, although i will say the one criticism i have of tears of kingdom it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things but like i still don't have auto build mm. and i know how to get it but it takes a really it's like a very specific it's a full and specific quest yeah it's very specific the set of actions you have to do to get it and then it takes a long time because you have to you go, you do it. It's a fairly long quest as quests go in this game. And then you have to leave, go do other stuff, and then come back again to to the workout um, point or whatever. I think I ran, like, got into auto-build before I got the quest. Because I was going into that area um, to do a separate quest. Um, the, the one that was, like where you have to drop all the eyes into the chasms and run. And then I just ran into the tunnel build area, and I was like, okay. Well, so, I like, I don't I even know how you... Now. My understanding is that there's a quest I have to do to take me there. So, like, I don't even know where to go. I don't and when think I looked there it up, is. I ultimately Googled it and said, how do you unlock auto build in Tears of the Kingdom? And I found four different answers from four different guides, and I tried all of them, and none of them worked. What? So, like, huh. that is... That, that part is a little, like, I wish they would have just held your hand through their tutorial rather than giving you the opportunity to go off yeah. and do other stuff. I think like, that's, I mean, that's one of the things that I think is, is good about the game in like other scenarios is, yes, is I how agree. you can do that. But for major abilities, it give me all the should, powers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let, because let's, I, let's start there. There are, like I was talking with Andre about one of the like big boss fights and I was like, oh, well, I did it the way that they intended, but I kind of cheesed it on this this one part. And he's like, wait a minute, you did it this way? That No, I did it the way that you said was cheesing it, but I thought that was the main way. And you're just like, there's so many different ways to do things, and I think that's yeah. really, really cool. Yeah, that part's great. Um, and, and it's fun to talk about, but also for main abilities. But yeah, I, I just stumbled upon auto-build, and I was just like wandering around going doing this other quest, and then suddenly uh, there's like all this stuff going on, and I'm like, what? 
what's going on? And then, and then you're like, I, I got went to the lookout landing place and I started talking to somebody and, and or talking um, to the characters and they're like, oh, well, you can follow this, you go do this and you get the auto, wait, you have it? Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, but I, I, th- oh, gosh, I am, I feel like I, it's, I feel like how I want to talk about this feels like it should be hyperbolic, but it's not because it's no, so good. Yeah. So I just, I, I've seen some people that I know who are like, um, like some of the people that I play Diablo with who are long-term friends, long-time friends, and they are, um, they're not like edge lordy people, but they're the kind of people who would they just don't play stuff like Zelda. Mm. And a couple times they've made like remarks about how like it can't be as good as people say it is. And normally I bristle like if you if you if if you pick up if you pull up games that are like very emotionally important to me, like Outer Wilds, and you start to like bag on them, I'm gonna just say like I don't want to talk about this because right. like I have deep I have I have really like. I have feelings about that game, and unless you just want this to be an argument, we should drop it because I'm not gonna like. Right. I, I'm not gonna have like a. a we're not gonna do a critique. It's not session gonna be productive. Game. It's just no. gonna be lead uh, everybody to not it's, feeling good. It's, it's my favorite video game, so like, let's just drop it. Unless you actually want to talk about it, but I'm gonna talk about it from the perspective of it being my favorite video game and you being wrong for not liking it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, it's, but that's just the way. It, it, it it's also so so interesting because even as somebody who loves, I love Kingdom Hearts. I love Kingdom Hearts more than anything. I can admit a lot of Kingdom Hearts sucks. Like a, a, a lot of it is like not great, right? But like Tears of the Kingdom, just like it is punching so far above its weight class, like. Well, I mean, it's I. I don't even. I just when I think about it and talk about it with people, for example, when those those moments come up in that group is like it can't be that good or whatever, and they usually say it in kind of more sarcastic and snarkier ways than that. I'm just not. Uh, I don't remember specifics, but like I just am like, you guys are wrong. It's probably the best game ever made. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Like you can, you can, I don't get frustrated about by it. I don't get like emotional about it when people, when, when that happens, I'm just like, you're, you're lost, man. Like, I, it's, right. it like is, yeah, it's, you're, it's, you're not playing a really good game. It's, I mean, it, I, and I know this makes me sound like a huge asshole. I get it. And, and I don't mean this when it comes to like, if, if you come to me with a, like, Hey, this part of this game is not accessible. I'm not going to argue with right. like, no, no, stuff no, no, like no. that. Yeah, I, it, I, I would but, never, but, but yeah. generally if someone says, Oh, Tears of the Kingdom, weapon durability, blah, 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 Fortnite. I'm just like, if you don't, if you don't enjoy this game, you're playing it wrong. Done. Right. Like, and I hate stuff like that. I hate saying stuff like that. It's such yeah, a shitty I, way to engage. But like, I've, it's per. It's it's. There's. I, I don't I know. I don't know what too, to tell you. So I'm it's, good. It's it's like one of the best games ever made. I don't. If you don't like it, I guess if you don't like it, you don't like games where when you push a button, you swing a sword. Maybe like I don't. Yeah. I, if you if you're really into only into forex strategy games, sure. Maybe Tears of the Kingdom is not for you, but like, you I don't, only like Tetris or like a puzzle. But game. I don't know. But, I, mean, I think it's just puzzle stuff too. Yeah, so. Anybody can learn. It's the this is the 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 ultimately like if you distill it down, um, and we'll we can wrap in a couple minutes here. But like yeah. when you distill it down, the thing about it is the reason why I kept going back to my head was like, why am I enjoying this game so much more than Elden Ring? Elden Ring being one of my favorite games to have come out in the last decade. 
you know, Dark Souls 3 is in my top five favorite games ever. Elden Ring is close to it. I can tell you why I don't like Elden Ring as much as Dark Souls, etc. But like, I was like, why is it that Elden Ring has better combat than Tears of the Kingdom? And it has better character progression than Tears of the Kingdom. But why is it that Tears of the Kingdom is so much more interesting to me? And the reason is because it is a game that realizes that you don't just have to put combat encounters fucking everywhere to for you to engage with instead the game is actually at its best when it is a like puzzle game and the puzzles are not always it has hard puzzle not hard difficulty wise but it has like the the shrines which are puzzle ass puzzles where you're doing a puzzle to finish it but it also has puzzles like i want to get from here to there and i'm on top of a mountain and i want to get across this chasm don't want to walk all the way down. What can I build to get me there? And you end up with these like insane creative solutions. And the fact that those puzzles are all around the world and even include things like, I don't want to deal with that camp of moblins down there. I want to go around them. Here's a river. What kind of thing can we build to like scoop by them quickly and stuff that it's so focused on those, on giving you tools and asking you questions for being creative rather than, being asked just asking you to complete combat encounter after combat encounter i think that that just is why it's so good and why i would say anyone should like it yeah, uh. yeah. and i think that there's just so many options there's like i mean it, it, the game's been out for a few weeks at this point and we're still getting new videos from large things like GameSpot or nintendo life where it's like Here's tips and tricks, and I watched one from GameSpot that just came out um, two days ago, and I'm like, there's a bunch of stuff in there. I'm like, son of a bitch, I didn't know that. Or it's like, like things that you, you know, ways that the systems work where you can, you know, it, it, there's just so many ways that you can do things, and there are times where I'm discussing things, and I don't know, like... Where it's like, oh, okay, this makes makes things a lot nicer to make an ice block in the water, and then you add that to your shield, and you can like since we everybody knows the mine carts are on the shield is is a good way to do the kind of uh, do a skateboarding type thing. But like, if you ice blocks are like easy to do that everywhere, and there's there's like a bunch of stuff where you're like. Oh man, that's a really good idea. And what's fun for I me is I'm. One. I think it's awesome that people display so much creativity on social media and stuff. I don't watch any of those videos because I want to figure them all out. Like I want to have the moment of like learning about things. Yeah. I like it when I talk to friends. When I talk to friends directly, like one of my friends is like, "Hey, it turns out when you put a jet engine on a shield, it makes a a jetpack. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I want to know that when my friends find that stuff. But um, I the the degree of like it just works the way you want it to when you do stuff is so cool. Yeah. Um, it's, there's, uh, it's just, it's just awesome. And there's a num- been a number of times where I've been solving a puzzle where I'm like, I see what you're trying to do here. However, I am not patient enough for this. So <laughs> sure. like, there's one where it's like physics and you're like, okay, I know that I have to attach this, this bridge to this cart with wheels and then push it across and it'll pull the thing. However, I am keep doing this stupidly, so I'm just going to bunch up this bridge so that it gives me a platform to uh, jump across, <laughs> and it worked. So I was like, all right, fair enough. Uh, there's, 
it, it just like allows you to just to go have a t- time and go. I just really don't. I know what you're trying to tell me, and I don't feel like it. So I'm doing yeah. it my own way, and then it still gives you the do 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 do, and you're just like, yep. mm-hmm. thank mm-hmm. you, thank you. Yep, yep, very good. I I've had moments where people have come to me or not come to me, but I've seen people say stuff that's like, oh, this fucking shrine is so frustrating. And I'm just like, it's really not. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, it's really not. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> I know you're doing it wrong. <laughs> and it's and just I've, so like, <laughs> I love that. I love that stuff. For a lot of shrines, bomb arrows can kind of cheese through stuff if you don't really oh, yeah, you could doing it. Yeah, there's been a couple particular specific ones where someone has said like, "Oh, it's too finicky to get this to work the way you have to like be very ca-. like uh the 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 rail the roller coaster one." Uh and uh it's not a ro- you know, the one with the platforms and the railings. Mm-hmm. And I won't spoil it for anybody here, but like somebody I saw somebody saying how frustrating it is, and I'm like, "It's not. I know what you're doing. I know what I know the I know the thing you're missing." And it's easy to miss, so it's not like you're like stupid for missing it. Yeah, but there's it's not that hard. It's actually very easy once you figure out this one trick. This Swordsmen one everywhere trick. are learning this <laughs> one trick. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that stuff is very it's very fun. It's it's the best uh, it's the best puzzle game since Portal Two, is the thing I keep saying to people. Um, it's 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 extremely good. Yeah, man, I. Yeah, I feel like I could talk about this for hours, and maybe I have if, a feeling it's there's still going to be hours more of conversations to yeah, be had about it over time. Yeah, if you're sick of Tears of the Kingdom, uh, listening to this, the podcast's not sick of it. So, tough. yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, so it's uh, Tears of Kingdom still great, still game that Pat and I are playing, and Andre is playing. Um, while we're also playing stuff like Street mm-hmm. Fighter, Diablo, Katamari, and everything. Um, I think that might do it for us today. Uh, does do either of you have anything else you want to add today? No, I think I th- I think we we had a dang podcast. Is what we did. We did yep. a, we did do a dang podcast? Hell yeah. Um, I uh, I'm I'm happy for the waypoint people to be able to keep doing something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ro- oh, roadmap okay. is is great, and it's a good. I I I really like the name. I th- I think R- R- remap radio is a really good name. That's okay. it is. It's fine. Yeah, it's really. Cool. I think it's just cool. I haven't listened to waypoint radio in a long time, but uh, but but I uh, I like those people, and I think that the I'm glad that they found a way to keep doing it. So yeah, yeah. same um, spot. Yeah. Speaking of of net of now independent uh, media, can I can I shout something out? Something kind of cool oh, is yeah, happening. Of course. Yeah. Um, so people on on this call uh, will will know Uppercut Crit is currently mm-hmm. running uh, their uh, uh, yearly Kickstarter to uh, f- uh, fund themselves, and they're going they're going bigger this time. Last year it was like. Mm. Uh, a thirty, a thirty thousand dollar goal, and that was just to cover, like, generally just like paying people f- uh, for their articles, right? This year, uh, Ty is trying to go like more full time, so it's like it's one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars, which I know 
sounds like a lot, but but he 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 breaks it down in, in like a really smart smart way, and it's like it's going to to work. Um, Ty Ty is like one of the best editors I've ever worked with. I I've written two pieces for him. One was about uh, Star Wars, like when Kenobi came out. I got to talk about like how like. Kenobi is so good, and and most like most Star Wars games don't rise to that level. And it's like also talking about this like graveyard of like dead dead Star Wars mobile games that like nobody will ever play again. I think it's a really interesting piece. I also wrote a wrote a piece for him about Marvel's Midnight Suns and like why that is so good. And hey, everybody should still go play Marvel's Midnight Suns. It's on sale. Right now on PlayStation, at least. Um, so yeah, I just I, I I really believe in Ty. I believe in what Uppercut is. Like their Discord is really nice. If you want to, like, even just like go to the site and like join that Discord. It's like a really good Discord to just hang out in. Um, nice. And it's like yeah, a it, yeah, it's a, it, it's a big goal, but like co- collective action can go a long way, and so. Yeah, no, he. Uh, I I just pulled up the Kickstarter and it really shows, um, you know, specific breakdown of the various budgets and things, and I think makes uh, makes a lot of sense. So definitely something to support, especially since um, we've seen so much of the games media industry struggling lately, especially for traditional outlets. So having a uh, an outlet that's um, uh, reader supported as makes makes a lot of sense. So very cool. Yeah. Um, also, it'll probably be done by the time we post this episode. But uh, check out Summer Games Done Quick. Um, if you know, if you uh, there's going to be a lot of the. Um, videos on YouTube after the fact, uh, and they're doing it for uh, Doctor Without Borders again this year. Uh, looks like the current um, dollar total is um, 1200000 so far, and we still have the rest of the day, so it's probably going to go up pretty significantly. Um, and there are some fun runs. Yesterday I was watching some of... Uh, or it was the day the day before yesterday, sorry. I was watching some of the Twilight Princess run, uh, and it, it was a, it was a fun time because they were doing a Tears of the Kingdom tax to so they're like, if you're playing it, you should probably give some money, and uh, that convinced me. So I I gave a little money, but uh, it's it's it, they always do some a lot of good work and um and are raising a lot of money for a good cause by some really cool speedruns. Um, yeah, I think that's going to do that for this episode. Uh, thank you, Jeff Davis, for our theme song. Uh, you can find them on TikTok, Twitter, everything at Stranger Peace. Uh, Pat, where can people find you? You can find me at PJC Plays still. I don't really tweet that much. I just use Twitter to read sports stuff. I'm trying to get into basketball, and let me tell you, basketball Twitter is oof. basketball oh, Twitter's it's tough. tough. It's it's weird. It's weird, man. Oh, I love it. it's it's wild place. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
it's, there's a lot of funny stuff that happens on basketball. And when I say basketball Twitter, I mean players tweeting. Oh, God. And, uh... Chris, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Wheels1993. You can find my work at GamePro.com. Um, genuinely, like, I I say this a lot, but, like, I work with, like, really, really smart people whose, whose work deserves to be read. And I think it's really important. Uh, uh, June is a, it is a month where, like, a ton of games are coming out, but also, like, a ton of big games so if if you're listening to this podcast and you've made it this far, right? I the next time you go on a on a on a website to find a guide, right? Find the author of that piece and like go follow them. Go find them in some way and you don't even necessarily have to say thank you, but just like follow them so that they know That's that the, that their work yeah. is being looked at because genuinely especially us as freelancers we have no access to like how how our work is being looked at we we have no proof that people are actually reading our work outside of sharing it ourselves and it's and i think it's very important to do what you're saying for guides specifically because i am personally not an ai alarmist i'm a little tired of like some of some of the ai alarmism that happens but what i what what is definitely true is that in terms of video game guides, I don't know what effect it'll have overall, but like there's a lot of really shitty guides that get crapped out by like a- blogs that just use AI that manage to hit like rank well in Google. Right. And it's yeah. incredibly frustrating to go like it happens a lot with Destiny where you'll search like Destiny 2, da 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 da. And it's just an AI guide that's like a lot of players are asking about what the best exotic is in mm. Destiny 2. Here's a list of the best exotics in Destiny 2. There are many exotics in Destiny 2, right, yeah. and many it's... of them are useful in different situations. <laughs> there are some exotics that are best for this class, and it's just like no information. And so definitely, I appreciate the people who actually write guides that are people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, I know that, I mean, I haven't written as much lately as I used to. I like to get back more into writing more, um, but I, I as somebody that was writing a blog for years uh you know you knew that people were seeing it but every comment like gave you a little like little thriller you're like oh somebody read my thing and i mean it's 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 a good idea i think to do a little uh you know to do something like that so i think that's a you know support the people that you're that are doing the content that you enjoy even if you don't necessarily think you have much to add because, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, and you can find me inexplicably still on Twitter. <laughs> W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. Um, and, uh, yeah. You can find us at Fixed Podcasts there. Uh, find us at fix.space on on the internet and uh, subscribe and hey maybe leave us a review if you want to that'd be great and yeah talk to you guys later bye